E. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey. 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 How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We're going to get started. So this is the Closet Chronicles with Ivanya Easley, certified stylist, founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. This podcast is all about the grind behind the glam and getting and digging deeper into the fashion industry from the retailers and tech component. So today we have a special guest, Erica Webb of Exude. She has a luxury pajama and loungewear line, and she is going to share her story and, of course, give you some tips if you are looking to become a designer. Um, regardless what type of clothes you want to make, the design process is all the same. So she has a lot of insight on that, having experienced it herself. So welcome, Derica, for joining us today. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. Awesome, awesome sauce. So, uh, again, tell us all about who you are, but tell us, you know, your background and how you sued and, you know, the whole story behind that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, as he said, I am Derica. I am founder and designer of Exude Sleepwear. And Exude Sleepwear is a luxury sleepwear line, and I design my pieces. They're made to transition from the bedroom to fashionable loungewear apparel. Um, I started my company in 2017, um, and I got into sleepwear um, because I always wanted to be a designer. So I went to school for actually design. I have a bachelor's in that. So I went to school to actually want to do ready-to-wear designing. But back in uh, 2010, I was working in retail. I was an intimate apparel specialist. And around that time, women weren't really finding um, fashionable sleepwear. It's either like that flannel stuff that like comes out like every year or yeah. like a lingerie piece. And I wanted to fill that gap. And I yeah. thought when I started researching about it, I became passionate about it. And I was like, oh, my God, I can design something for women that is super fashionable. They yeah. can transition it out um, and they can be super comfy at the same time. So, yeah. Amazing. I mean, so once <laughs> you start the line, what was your first steps and how did you figure out, like, you know, to get to the place of like, OK, I want to start a line, but now I actually got to make it a reality. Yeah, so I had a plan. Um, after I graduated college, I moved back home and then I came to Atlanta. Of course, um, I'm from Birmingham. So Atlanta was kind of like two hour drive, not too far from family or anything like that. So I made that step to move to Atlanta to really get into the fashion industry. You know, Atlanta is known for fashion. Um, so starting those steps, um, I started going to school, which I found out about with Fashion Lab, which is actually how I met Ivanya. And I started getting some hands on um, training on actually how to start this line, because even though I went to school for four years, it really didn't teach me everything that I the tools that I really needed to start the company. So going to the fashion lab, it was definitely super hands-on. I mean, Ivani was my teacher then. So she she took me through every single process <laughs> of starting this. And at first, I'm going to tell you, it, I was so scared. I know she had, we have so many stories about it because when we were going through 
so much of what it is to actually start a line, like like the patterns and all that yeah. type of things, the trimming and how much things cost, you know, and I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm going to do this, but this, I felt kind of defeated at that time, but you know, I pushed through and it was great experience because yeah. when I started going out and meeting those manufacturers, you knew I knew hands on, I knew everything. I knew how to break down my numbers and everything yeah. like that. So I went straight into it. I executed right after I finished those courses and Exude became. So I did like some promo stuff to lead up to my first collection, which was holiday 2017. And yeah, the rest is history. Here I am going on four years. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. We um, loved having you as a student. Um, Sidebar, uh, as far as the podcast, I have done a little bit of everything in this industry and I had a clothing line. I sold it. And so that was why I was teaching from my real life perspective. Uh, Like Derricka said, you like, oh, I want to start a line. I want to start a store, but it's not enough. Like I want to do that because it's a gazillion steps to make them a reality. So absolutely. Like, even when she took the class, it was like, okay, you want to make your class, like what kind of fabric you want to use? Do you know how many yards it's gonna take? Where are you gonna get the bus and the train? It's like it's a lot of details that go yes. into designing and manufacturing a garment. And like yeah, said, absolutely. the money. <laughs> the money, absolutely. <laughs> it is very expensive and it's actually going up even more yeah. now to produce a collection. So yes, yeah. it's very expensive because you're creating from starting from scratch, you know, you got to find yeah. your fabric, what works with your collection. You know, you yeah. can design all day, you can sketch something all day, but you got to make sure that that fabric and that textile is actually out there to make that a reality, to make that, a, you know what I mean? To make a, exactly. a collection. So it's so much stuff involved in that. And then, you know, like finding the correct manufacturers to get quality clothing, you know, exactly. finding all your trims, you know, all the details that you want in these fancy pieces that, you know, you're sketching up. I mean, every yeah. dollar of that is being counted up. So it's so many steps. And then, you know, your patterns, your samples, you know, yeah. your sizing, your grading, like, oh my God, it, it was so much going through the process. Yes. But it's so it's worth like, it. It's very yeah. rewarding. <laughs> Yes, but I think the key there is that you got to, one, want it really bad because you realize, like, hey, it's a lot of steps. It's a lot of money. It's no guarantee that this is going to do well or exceed whatever expectations you have. And I think some people get caught up in, oh, my God, I love fashion. And, you know, (laughs) they're looking at social media and everything looks so easy. And you're just seeing the highlights. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing all the grind that goes in behind the scenes that we're not taking pictures of are that graph of me talking, you talking to a manufacturer about the price points and negotiating yeah. and, you know, oh, well, we couldn't get that fabric after all. What you going to do? And then you having to figure out an alternative and all of the things that can go into just running a business, uh, especially when it comes to being, you know, as a designer um, and a creative, you have a vision and what you want it to be. And so when you have to make those adjustments sometimes, I mean, last collection, you told me it was delayed because of shipping or something, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Irritated about that. And it can be frustrating, but you got to just, you know, ride it out. Yes, absolutely. When you're passionate about something, you know, you're going to push through it and it's going to be a lot of failures involved, but that's all a part of the success. So I enjoy every minute of it, but it's definitely... (laughs) A stressful portion, especially when I did a lot of work, a lot of work, it comes very stressful, especially when you have to make those changes. Like, okay, you 
bought, got this pattern, you pay for that, you got the sample made, and then you go back to try to order that fabric, and what if that fabric is gone? You know, like, it's, it's yeah. so stressful. You know, it's so much stuff involved um, in it, but I love doing it, so, you know, I, it's it's fine that I'm stressed out, because I, I love doing that, so. <laughs> And you just gotta try to take care of yourself in between time. Anything worth having oh, yeah. is gonna require some work. If it was easy, everybody would do it, so... And not just yeah, with, you know, this industry, but anything in having, we're going to have to put in some work. Um, it's very rare. People just handing you out of life. You got to put in the work to get it. And so you're doing that. And that's why you're, you know, the success of having your own line and people buying in and supporting you. And you're, like you said, four years in um, with your collection. And then yes. dropped not too long ago, right? Yeah, it just dropped in July. Now it's crazy because in... January, we had already had a goal set to launch it in May. And there were so many like delays with getting like the fabrics and the photo, like so much stuff happened. Um, so we pushed it back till July. So it didn't yeah. even come out until July. And where, of course, can they find the collection and find out more about you and the brand? Yeah, so um, we are on social media, so you can follow us. So it's a creative spelling of the actual wording exude. So it's spelled X is an X-ray, Z is in Zulu, O-O-D. So it's a creative spelling of the actual word exude, E-X-U-D, which uh, means to show a strong passion for something. My passion is fashion. Yes. So if you look us up on social media, we are exude underscore sleepwear. You can find me there. Uh, our website um, is exudesleepwear.shop. Okay. And of course, I, I'll tag her in, tag in this um, post when I publish it about the new episode of the podcast. So Y'all will be able to find it that way. But you can go and check out her pieces and order you some luxury pajamas, uh, loungewear yes. for sure. Um, We're getting close to holiday season. So you want to have to keep pajamas while you have the relatives in town. Are you going to travel out of town? And, you know, for actually wearing pajamas because the temperature is about to drop. Cuffing season about to start. So you yes. want to have your pajama <laughs> game right, your loungewear, your sleepwear game tight. So um, how have you had to pivot during this time of upheaval in regards to the pandemic and just all the changes that are happening in the world? Um, It's been a lot of changes, a lot of uh, flexibility. When this first started, I guess when the pandemic first started, which was last year in 2020, yeah. Um, I had to start doing a lot of stuff virtually and doing like the online shopping and all, yes. all things like that versus I used to go out a lot. So with me, like I feel like I sell way more when I'm at pop up shops and I'm meeting my clients face to face to talk about my brand. And I think so everybody I was, you know, does to a degree because people yeah. love that experience, interaction, yeah. and yeah. you get to touch it, feel it, try it on, all the things. Yeah, absolutely. So I had to transition that from being actually face-to-face pop-up shops to, okay, now you got to sell your pieces virtually, yeah. you know, yeah. you got to start doing virtual pop-up shops and things like that. So that was a challenge for me, but you know what? I, I actually loved the experience because yeah. I was actually able to sell, you know, yes. get my social media up. And I, I love that actual experience. So I was actually able to get through it. And plus during that time in the pandemic, you know, I got some, I grew my sales a bit because 
um, people needed pajamas at yeah. that time. They were working from home. They needed yeah. to do Zoom calls. I mean, Zoom was like on 1000, yes. right? And now, <laughs> now I don't care for anything virtual right now because I did it all year last yes. year. So, but it definitely opened me up to more resources and, yes. and know that I can do other things and do other pop-up shops to sell my pieces yes. versus, you know, doing all those pop-up shops. So for me, I love the experience, even though at yes. first, like I said, it was, Super challenging, but yeah. um, I love that I was able to do it. And now that I have that resource and that tool under my my, my, my belt. So. Exactly. And yeah. like you said, it's the flexibility of so, you can do it both ways. It, it can sell both ways and that you had to, you know, learn to um, be flexible, adapt, yeah. and pivot as you need it for your business. Be agile and do what you need to do mm-hmm. for your business. So that was great. Absolutely. Now, from a production standpoint, how was that during the pandemic? Because I've been hearing different points of view from designers with their production and where they're getting their materials or where their manufacturing is. Yeah, so um, I'm lucky because my manufacturing is close to me. So the manufacturing piece wasn't the issue for me. Yeah. What was the issue was getting the correct fabrics and getting them in in a timely manner. So that was kind of like the delays for me all across the board, getting those fabrics and trims, getting those to me in a a time frame. But as far as the manufacturing, now there was, because I was here, I was able to be more hands-on with mine and kind of negotiate how quick y'all can get stuff out. Now, clearly, of course, there was delay, like, because typically it's like a two-week turnaround, but they would tell me now, okay, we're looking at possibly three to four weeks, but I was able to, like I said, go to the factory, check on my stuff, because I was actually there for them to kind of move it a little quickly. But even still, like, okay, I can negotiate, let's say we can have it out in two and a half weeks, but then they have to wait until is your all your you have to have all your trimmings and things together yeah. in order for me to have it out in two and a half weeks. So then yeah. there's another delay, you know what I mean? Because now I'm just like, oh my god! So I finished the process of getting that all here, and postal service was absolutely crazy yeah, because really you was. can get that email from your uh, from the fabric company saying, okay, your order has shipped, and then you're trying to get it like quickly as possible, and then post office has all these delays and they're like yeah. oh we'll get it to you here and then it changes you like okay I never got my stuff so yeah. it was a lot of delays as far as like the logistics of getting my yeah. items to me. Yeah, yeah. For now sure. where is your fabric? Another country or just another part of the nation? Now when I started so I made a transition um, in fall winter and start going to satin um, and I wasn't able to actually find the fabric that I wanted the actual type of satin so I actually did get that from overseas Um, and that took some time to get over here okay so now with this last collection that I just produced I actually got this from New York I was actually to find find it in New York Mm -hmm. okay cool cool so you are yeah manufactured and sourced yes I am Mm -hmm. Because I know sometimes mm-hmm. that matters to people too, because they are trying to buy U.S. made and support our own economy. So that is awesome. Now, what would you? Yeah, say I don't are... produce. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I don't produce because they do require like overseas, like mass production, and yes. I do small production. Yeah. So my pieces are twenty five. Um, thirty pieces well just went up because it used to be twenty five, and now yeah. my manufacturer changes to thirty. So, <laughs> 30, I don't produce uh, that much at one time. So, like, you can order 30, and you'll go back and order another 30 as you need to, and so on and so forth. Correct. 
Yeah, correct. You got it. Exactly. Okay. Yep. What would you tell a up and coming designer or a new designer? What like what is something, I guess, or maybe three things that you would tell your younger self, like when you first started, or even just an up and coming designer that is either trying to get in the space or just to the space. Oh, um, let me see. The first one would be trust the process. Yes. Um, definitely trust the process. <laughs> For me, um, when I started my line, I had this, you know, you have a plan. You yeah. just know you designed something amazing. Yeah. And I felt like it was just going to completely just fly off the shelves. And I was going to, you know, quit my full-time job in the next two years. And I just had all these things figured out. And I was going to keep producing all these collections and all that stuff. Yeah. But what I didn't realize about it is, yes, I'm passionate about it. And I want, I'm going to do everything it takes to be successful, but also the business part of it. Like you have to build that company, build your target market um all those things so it wasn't as um you know successful as I wanted it to be you know I'm just like oh my god I'm still sitting on stuff that I produced last year here we are summer you know and I was and I was super super hard on myself because I didn't I was scared to fail um and I guess that leads me to the next one is do not be afraid to fail oh my god um I was super hard on myself and I feel like I still am to a certain degree yeah um but realizing that failure is actually a part of the process it was is. just kind of like oh okay i mean seriously because it's not, you're like oh i fell. i started this and it failed completely but it's more like hey these are growing pains these are learning pains yeah i have yes. to learn to do better so because i mean mm-hmm. sometimes it's like oh i got an f in school you failed the class like you just did horrible you got to start over versus if you failed completely it'd be like oh, i had to shut my business down it's a wrap it's over I think it's more about like, hey, you know what? It's a lot of growing pains. It's a lot of things that I've tried that didn't work. So I mm-hmm. have to go on and try something else. So don't be so hard on yourself. Just know that you're doing, you know, you do the best you can and you learn you from your mistakes and can. you do better. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's a lesson. It's a yeah. lesson. Like, and it's a part of your growth. So when I look back now, I didn't, and also when I was, just started I didn't celebrate my small wins like I didn't realize you know the things I had accomplished because I was so focused on getting to the next thing like I accomplished this and I'm like what's next what's next what's next it's not and I wasn't sitting there actually like enjoying what I've actually accomplished because I was so hard on myself like this is what needs to happen this is what needs to happen this was you know what I mean so yeah um yeah I would just say you have to when you compare them to the fact that, like, hey, I am actually started my business. I took an idea that was in my head and made it a reality versus people who just yes. talk about, yeah, one day I'm going to do this or I always wanted to do that and they own their shoulda, coulda, wouldas. You actually created it and did it and people liked it and they bought it and more people are buying. Like, you got to look at it from that perspective too and not just, mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah, I only sold 20, but the fact you sold or whatever. You sold exactly, exactly. Exactly, and I and I wasn't like that, you know. You know, I was just like, okay, oh, I feel like I like keep I'm encouraging other people to do it, but it's hard for me to do the same thing. Uh, so I have to remind myself. I do write everything out, so I try to take what I did accomplish for the year versus focusing mm-hmm. on what I didn't. Like, oh, you know, I wanted to make you know my first meal, but instead I only made five hundred thousand. Like, you know, it's like be happy that you did that. At the end of the day, still. 
took something out of nothing and created something. Like, right, yeah. to me, as an entrepreneur, if you can afford to pay your bills off of something you love to do that you just created out of an idea in your head and went to work with it, you are already a success. Because a lot of people that can't do that are scared to do that or take the leap because they don't want to lose the security of getting paid on a regular basis yeah. anyway. So you right. got plans for sure, but also pat yourself on the back as you're still working towards this. I mean, I get it. It's like, oh, well, yeah, that's great. But I'm trying to get here. I'm trying to do this. Yeah. Yes. Like, hey, I did this, though. So. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Is there any other thoughts you want to share with us before we wrap it up? Um, no, I think I pretty much hit the nail. Um, definitely, just, and stay consistent. Stay yeah. consistent. Whatever you do, stay consistent. Like, keep going. Do not stop. Keep the the grind never ends. Being yeah. an entrepreneur, um, because I'm a designer, but I also work the business portion of yeah. it as well too. So I'm the person who's out there, you know, talking to the people, networking, building yeah. my business, the marketing portion of it. Yeah. You know, all that is me. So you still yeah. have to. Yes, you love what you're doing, but you also have to understand the business part of it too. Like yeah. you have to be out there networking and getting your brand out there so people yeah. can know who you are. Um, so exactly. stay, you know, do not stop. The grind never ends. It's always yeah. something to do to make everything better. Exactly. Exactly. So mm-hmm. agree. And yeah, and when you're consistent, people are always watching whether they buy it or saying anything or not. Yes. When you're yeah. being consistent, somebody is like, Yeah, I saw you last year at a pop-up and he's just now popping up, letting like buying something or even letting you know that they've been watching this. Cause I get people now that are like, Oh yeah, you know, I see you've been watching your page or watching what you've been doing for a minute now, blah, blah, blah. It's like you gotta stay consistent because people are always paying attention whether they're letting you know they're or not. And absolutely they're always out there. It's not like, oh well, you know, I watched her and she was selling pajamas, but then I saw she was selling tea and then she was doing something else. It confuses people. at the end of the day. One thing people can always say about me is like, you've been about that style life, you always been about that same industry. It wasn't like I was switching and now I'm doing this and now I'm doing that. And staying consistent helps people to feel confident in you and your brand and to buy from you and support you. So yeah, it's absolutely. Because like, yeah, absolutely. Because you built your foundation, E. Like you said, yeah. people know you for style, but you do several. You do the closet organization, like you do yeah. several things because you built the foundation. They know who you are. Yeah. So once you start building that foundation, like you could put the branches on there, and like okay, I can go here, I can go there yeah. because they know who you are. You style by E. Love E. Like yeah. that's who we know you for. So you're a trusted brand at that particular point. So yeah. now you can build that tree and put those branches, and like you said, do several other things. Yeah, yeah, and so that is really absolutely. the key. And- thing with your pajamas and the loungewear of the fact like okay uh the derica girl she made pajamas like people always hit me even sometimes like i don't know what you do but i know it's something with style and fashion and i know i need help or i know somebody who need help in that area so it's just good to have that clear message of even if they're not quite sure the details or exactly how everything works they're not confusing with like well i thought you was a chef because you be posting food so much that I can't tell, like, you know, when you're looking at people, you can't website, tell what you brand, do. Yeah. yeah. It needs to be, exactly. if, that, if you want people to buy from you, it needs to be um, obvious that this is what I do. Like, if you are a chef, then exactly. I just want to see food all the time. If you're not and you right. do something else, I mean, I need to see what you're doing so I can know what's going on. If not, it's kind of confusing and confused people don't buy. So, 
Right, exactly. They can go on your Instagram page and they should automatically off of the, the first seven, eight pictures, they exactly. should know, oh, she's into fashion and style. She's into yeah. fashion and style. They shouldn't be confused. Like, okay, what exactly does she yeah, do? Exactly. I don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So I points that you made and sharing your journey today, as well as all the points you made about people who want to get in the industry is so true and to the point. And that's why I think you're one of the most successful students that have graduated from the class, because, you know, I've taught other students at La Fashion Lab and a lot of them have not went on to actually make a collection or they stopped fashion altogether. And, you know, of course, everybody's story is different and journey is different. But I think a lot of it is, oh, wow, that's a lot. I don't know. All right, it's too much, and yeah. I ain't gonna be able to do this or whatever. Versus, like you were like, yeah, it's a lot, but I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, I'm gonna build it, and I'm gonna see what happens from there. So that's why I'm so proud of you to be able to keep moving forward, regardless of the hurdles and the trials that come with it. But to keep moving forward, making the collection, and you know, as you see, people are liking it and buying it. I mean, my thing is, if you put something out, ain't nobody buy it. Like, okay, well, maybe I need to rethink what I'm doing, but. You're putting out collections. People are buying them. You're making more collections. You're already on your, what, fourth? Fourth? Fifth? This is, I want to say six. Eight, wait, oh, yeah, you know, it's been like, four years. Six collections. Yes. Yes, it's been six. Mm-hmm. It's been six. So, I mean, I'm just yeah. proud of you for keeping going. And that's really all you can do. And I always tell people, you know, people are wanting to be, and I think looking at social media makes it seem like everybody's like an overnight success. But the thing is, what we're seeing on Instagram is not the whole journey. We're seeing somebody we're not seeing the end of somebody's story or in the middle of somebody's at their beginning. So, of course, it's like, oh, well, I made it. But you ain't see all the times trying to get there. So it's just really important to stay focused on your own lane, build your building, stay consistent. And, you know, you'll see the results from it because you're putting in the work, doing the work. And getting out here, like you said. So I really enjoyed chatting with you. And I'm so happy you yes. were able to come on and share your story. Um, this will go up fairly shortly at the latest by tomorrow. But I'm going to process it. So um, give us any final thoughts and we're going to wrap it up. Um, not nothing. Thank you so much, E, for having me. You know, of course, anything you ask me to do, you know, I'm always on board. You have always supported me, like you said, from day one. Um, you always been a supporter of not only my business, but women-owned businesses, period. So, um, you not only talk about it, you are about it. So, I, I'm just honored for you to even th think of me to even be on the podcast. So, no, I'm glad to course. share my experience and my my journey it is super rewarding yeah. and i love everything about it <laughs> that's what's up and i love that uh and for you and i know you're gonna do amazing things um have amazing collaborations and be a super duper big brand one of these so i'm just happy that you're keeping going and you're consistent and you always quality pieces and you always show up and represent your brand so well uh when we do the pop-ups or Anybody who's bought things from you, they all rave about the robes and all the other things they've purchased. Um, you know, my clients and friends of mine that I've all. So I'm just happy to support a brand that is not just you're such a great because you are, but a brand is actually about something. Because I mean, I love to support, but I still only support quality. And I'm just so proud of all the women, all this black excellence of making quality yes. garments and bringing them yes. to the table. That's what I got a lot of feedback with the fashion show. Like, oh my God, everything was not just it was black, but it was like, oh, it's black and well put together. It wasn't like stitches. Put together, yes, the quality. 
quality garments, quality experience. And that's what people want. And I just want to make sure that we're always representing. So I'm glad that yes, you absolutely. are a part of that. Yes, I'm so far, proud to be a part of it. Yes, quality and just positive energy, positive yeah. vibes and successful women, just yeah. happy, you know. So Doing I love it. And supporting each other. Gotta Doing the thing. Yeah, so I'm gonna tag you, of <laughs> course, when I post, so they can check you out. Go to your Instagram and go to the website, um, in case they wasn't listening when you spelled it out or missed it. So I'll make sure I tag you. And thank you again for coming on, and I'll chat with you later. Yes. All right, E. Have a good evening. You too. Bye. All right. Bye.